Good evening, everyone. Um, we started tonight with a beautiful dance because one of the things that we are on a quest for as Q is, is beauty. And by definition, if you're on a quest for something, it means you haven't always found it. And some things on your life tonight may appear very beautiful, like that dance. I love that dance. I've loved it since I did it at the dance show a few years ago. Um, and some things may be obviously very beautiful in your life, and other things may seem a little bit messy. Um, so we're on a quest tonight to find some beauty for us all by the end of the next hour, um, which we will find, because actually we do believe that when we get together in this place, that actually um, whatever you're presented with tonight can do you some incredible good. Now, um, I've taken on a new role at work recently, and before Christmas I inherited two projects that I had to deliver quite quickly from when I got them to the delivery deadline of when we were launching these. And um, what I found as I started to look into things was that things were a little bit messy. So we had to sort of release something that was going to be put into GCSE subjects and A-level subjects across 22 different subjects. And when we started to look at what had been um, written by various teachers and authors, everybody had produced something really different when actually everybody was supposed to produce something that looked the same. And so when I sort of started asking questions as to why has everybody done this differently, what fascinated me was that I discovered that everybody had been asked to do the same thing um, for the same amount of money, with the same amount of time, with the same model given, at the same room, on the same date, with the same deadline, and yet 22 different subjects had all interpreted it differently and it's fascinating to me how sometimes in life we can all be in the same room hearing the same thing um, with the same information and yet hear something quite different and that to me is what contributes sometimes to the messiness of life because we all come at things with a worldview and a perspective and filters that things go in through our mind and we think yep I know what that means I've heard something there and I'm very clear what that means and yet somebody else hearing the same bit of information has come to quite a different conclusion so my challenge at the start of tonight is this I want you to be prepared on this quest tonight to maybe just maybe um, believe that the way you are currently seeing everything in your life may not be the only way that there is to see it. And that as we go on a quest together tonight, we might discover that things could look a little bit different. They could take on different colour and meaning and ideas and dimensions. And perhaps we could end up in quite a different place by the end of the night. And I hope that sounds like a journey you want to go on. So without further ado, we're going to show, um, show you this clip, which kind of talks about how well, you'll see it. Um, a few, not so long ago, they used to make black and white films, and then we learned how to see them in colour. And it wasn't that when they were recorded, the world was in black and white. It was just at that time, um, we didn't know how to show it off in colour. And, and this is a great clip. The kids will hopefully enjoy this. It's from the movie Trolls. But just be having a think tonight about how colour might be added to your night um, by the time you leave in a few minutes. Okay. Okay, so beautiful messed up world. How can it be? Um, how can it be both? 
Now, if you look at creation, it is so precise and so incredible um, and so amazing what the actual world itself can do. And then you look at human beings and you think, how incredible are we? And we've been talking about how we're made of the stuff of the universe and the stuff of stars, and it's all just so incredible. And then on the other hand, we only have to look with our eyes and sometimes see the way things are pretty devastating in the world or the way sometimes things don't work in our bodies or in our lives and you find yourself in this place where you think well which is it and can it be both now sometimes we do get bogged down with stuff in life that we would call the stupid little things sometimes we can all get a little bit um, negative a little bit probably entitled a little bit ungrateful for what we've got and we need a really kind kick up the and said come on snap out of it get on with it and we all know what that's like and we've all probably got some brilliant friends who do that for us sometimes maybe not as often as we need but there are other times where actually things seem so dark that we struggle to see beauty um, at all and uh, those sorts of times <coughs> then there's some serious challenges and actually tough love and being told you're brilliant, you're amazing, it'll be all right. Sometimes just doesn't cut it in those times. Um, and Brennan Manning was a Franciscan priest and he was also a recovering alcoholic. And he wrote something that some of you may recognise tonight. And he said this, When I get honest, I admit I am a bundle of paradoxes. I believe and I doubt. I hope and I get discouraged. I love and I hate. I feel bad about feeling good. I feel guilty about not feeling guilty. I'm trusting, I'm suspicious. I'm honest, I still play games. Aristotle said I am a rational animal. I say I'm an angel with an incredible capacity for beer. To live by grace means to acknowledge my whole life story, the light side and the dark. In admitting my shadow side, I learn who I am and what God's grace means. As Thomas Merton put it, a saint is not someone who is good, but who experiences the goodness of God. Now, whether you hold to all of that or not, it doesn't matter. But I loved what he said about being a bundle of paradoxes because I kind of think, I know what he means. Um, and I think some of you will recognise that too. And sometimes, and I find that sometimes for me, when I resist parts of my story, that's when I get in a mess. When things are playing out in my life, I think, no, I'm not having that. I'm not doing that. I'm not thinking that. I'm not dealing with that. That is when I find that I get in a mess because sometimes I don't want to embrace some of the things I see in myself or see in other people or see playing out in front of me. I kind of want to go in a corner and hide. But on the times when you're willing to embrace the whole of your story, it's incredible what can suddenly happen and the light that can shine in that. And what if tonight, wherever we found ourselves, um, whatever mess we may believe that we are looking at, what if we all decided to make that a beginning? What if that very thing you're thinking, ah, oh, just that's not working for me, what if that was a beginning of heading in a new direction? Now, it requires, really, for us to be able to accept that there may be another dimension, be that black and white plus colour, or this illustration up here, um, which I love. Um, now, Kev sent in this image... And we were actually, some of us were watching a, a video a little bit about this the other week that you may have seen. And if not, come and ask me afterwards and I'll, I'll show you where it is because it was brilliant. But if you have a look, depending on what angle you look at this from or whether which dimension you look at it from, that shape in the middle could be both a square and a circle. And it is true that it is both. You can't say, oh, it's only a square. 
And you can't say, oh, it's only a circle. Because the truth is, when you add another dimension and another layer and another depth to it, it actually makes more than one thing true, which is why it is possible for there to be mess and beauty at the same time. But it does require another dimension. And that actually is sometimes the tension that we find hard to live in. How can I be okay if not everything is okay? How can I say that that's all right when it just isn't? How can I accept that some things can actually be both? Now, religion will tell you and will tell me that the world was perfect and human beings just mess it all up. And the only way of somehow fixing that is for us all to somehow escape and go and live somewhere else and make sure everybody else gets it right. Um, But we don't believe that in here tonight because what we believe is that actually, wherever we are right now in this time and space, that there is beauty to be found right now in this time and space. And to illustrate that, I want to just show you a very short um, clip from a film called The Shack. And in it, the character Mac is dealing with something pretty devastating in that his daughter, young daughter, went missing. Not quite sure where she is. And he has a very unconventional encounter um, with God as he tries... He tries to work out his confusion about how he feels about this um, at work, being outworked in his life. And there's a really lovely, lovely message in it. And after we've watched that, we're then going to have a song. And in that song, it talks actually about there being another way out. And it talks about resurrection. So wherever you might feel you've got to that might not have a way out, um, there's an opportunity to come alive to a new dimension. And whatever the tension is going on in your life, I want to challenge you tonight to believe that actually it can be yes to both You might be in a mess, but there's beauty to be found tonight. So enjoy this clip and the song, and we'll carry on from there. Thank you. Okay, so tonight we have been on a quest for beauty. And as we're nearing the end of our programme for the evening, I hope you felt that you've been able to join in that quest a little bit and maybe are able to continue that as the week goes on. Um, before we finish, I wanted to add a couple of thoughts that I'd had this week. And um, when it, we, we've been away in Dolby, and when me and Danny got the email that said what we might be talking about, and I read it, and it, something rose up in me that made me quite annoyed by the point. And I was thinking, why am I annoyed by the point? And suddenly I realised that part of this point was incredibly personal to me. And as I read it, I was thinking, I'm not okay with that. And then it said, Beth, we want you to do the end bit. And I was thinking, I'm not okay with that, because I don't like the thing. And anyway, I, I read, we read it further, and we talked about it a bit, and I talked it through with Danny. And there was two things that kept coming to my mind that I wanted to tell you about today. Um, The first one is um, another example of the tension we talked about earlier between the square and the circle and the messiness and and the joy and beauty of the world. And the other one is a very personal part of my life where this really sort of hit me. Um, So the first thing was, it got me thinking about Jesus and I was thinking, how... um, How often we think, well, you know, is it not okay to feel this way, to feel this pain and this hurt? And I was thinking about the crucifixion story. And many of you will know that and you will all have your own ideas about that and maybe what that means and your interpretation of that. But I just want to mention the Garden of Gethsemane because, you see, the point at which Jesus stood in that garden... I don't believe for a second that he was lying when he said that him and the father were one, which, in, which means he knew, he knew the beauty that was going to come from the act he was going to take part in. He knew that in years to come, we would look back at this comma that he put in history and say, that is incredible. The freedom that has brought people in the world is incredible. The joy that it will end up bringing people in the world is incredible. But you know what? 
even then, he stood in that garden, even knowing all of that, even understanding the beauty that could come from something, he stood in that garden and he cried out and he sweat blood and he asked for the cup to be passed from him. He didn't want to do it. And I think how often do we know, we know deep down that this is going to end and this is going to be over, but we stand there in the garden and just think, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this. I'm like literally standing here sweating, thinking I don't want to do have this moment. Um, the other thing that came to me this week was about my own life. And so for those of you who've been around a while, well, you'll know a bit of my journey. But if you haven't, you potentially won't know. And about just over six years ago now, I went and my marriage that I was part of then broke down. And um, the day after that kind of ended as such, I mean, it went on a while, but the day after it had sort of initially ended, if somebody had come to me and said, you know, like, it's going to be okay, I probably would have punched them in the face. Like, if I'm perfectly honest, the day after, I was in the middle of this dark place. I was in the middle of this mess. And I did not want to know that the future held something bright for me. I did not want to know that you'll look back on this moment in 10 years and be like, why was I so bothered? Like, I didn't want to know that. And that week, I found it incredibly difficult. I had a puppy at the time. I remember kneeling around dog wee and poo, all in my house because he wasn't toilet trained, just being like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And I, I hid under my quilt some days being like, I don't want to go out, which just resulted in lots more mess to clean up, if I'm honest. And it was a horrible time. But two days after it happened, it was a Wednesday. And if you've come, come here any t- length of time, you'll know that church is on a Wednesday. And I had this moment where I had to decide whether I was going to come to church or not. And um, in that decision-making process... I, I remember going through in my mind, you, I don't want to go. I don't want to be faced with people. The last thing I want anyone to say to me is not to worry because God has a purpose for my life. Like, that was not what I wanted to hear. I knew it. And I'm going to be honest, I knew. I've grown up and I've got, had good teaching from churches and from families and from parents. I knew everything was going to be okay. I knew the last word hadn't been spoken, but I didn't want to be told it because I wanted to hide and I wanted to cry and I wanted to be cross about it. And so I stood there and I thought, I just don't want to go go and then for some reason I came now I'm not quite sure what came over me in that moment driving here but I came and the first person I saw was Joel I walked straight through thinking I'm not going to talk to anybody I'm just going out the back and of course Joel has a dance lesson so he was in the back which was like a stupid move on my part straight to somebody that would be standing there and instead of saying to me it's going to be okay he just hugged me and said we love you and if you need anything we're here and I like just cried like I'm not really a crying I was like this is awful and then I kept walking, thinking it's all right, you won't have to see anybody else. And then Bippin' Amp came out and he stood there next to the water machine where I'm trying to hide and put his arm around me and said, we love you. And if you need anything, we're here. And I was thinking, this is not what I expected people to say. And I sat through that Wednesday night and I could not tell you a single word that was said from stage on that night or from the floor, not a single word. But Claire Palmer sat next to me and I didn't know Claire very well then. And, um, and she, at the end of it, she had no idea what was going on. And at the end of it, she put her arm around me and said, I don't know what's going on, but clearly there's something. And it'll take some time, and it's okay to take time. But we love you, and if you need anything, we're here. And I left that night, not, still not seeing really any beauty in my situation, but I set my direction towards something by saying, I am part of a group of people who, if I can't see the beauty, they will see it for me, and they will carry me to a place where I get the opportunity to see that. And so tonight, I guess I want to encourage you because I know that there'll be people in this room who are currently in that messy place. And we've talked about that. And we've talked about seeing that the storm will end. And we've talked about seeing that there's a paradox and that there is beauty. And we know Jesus knew the beauty. And we know all of that. But sometimes we can't see it. 
And there'll be other people in this room who have been through that and they know that they couldn't see it then, but now, like I can, they can look back and go, do you know what? That was a solution, not a problem. That was difficult, but it brought life from me. It, it, it taught me something. It moved me forward. And do you know what? If you are one of those people, then there is a chance for you tonight as well. We talk quite often now about the quest that we are on. We have said tonight we are on a quest for beauty. And so I want to give you an opportunity tonight to make a bit of a declaration on that because it's, it's an incredible time when you can help others and also when you allow others to help you. So we're going to play a, a video, which is essentially a song in a minute, it's called Leave a Light On. And the premise of the song is to leave a light on for somebody so that when they are ready to see it, when they're ready for the dawn to break on their situation, there'll be somewhere to go. There'll be a light to be seen that can be shed on their darkness and they can start to believe that perhaps, just perhaps, resurrection is possible in their lives as well. So we're going to play this video, but as we do, I want you to take an opportunity to come down to the front and leave a light on for somebody else. And if you are somebody today thinking, I am not ready to leave a light on, even for me then I want you to come and just take one home with you because at some point you will get to a point where you are ready to to have the light shed on your situation where you're ready to see the beauty that we know exists in this paradox of beauty and mess where you are ready to see that beauty exists within brokenness but if you're not ready today then please come and take one away with you and actually set your direction if you have been there and you have understood it all then come forward and leave a light for somebody else as a bit of a beacon of hope to say actually we, we've been there we've been through this me too I'm going to leave a light on to say to declare in this moment I'm going to steer this ship on this quest and those of you who aren't ready you can just jump on board and we will take you along the way with us so enjoy this song and afterwards we are going to just have enough time to all stand together and sing a song of a declaration of actually allowing ourselves to believe that our hearts could actually beat again after this moment and if you've been there you'll know what that feels like and if you're not there yet then we're with you on this journey to allow you to have this moment of light shedding on the situation a moment of resurrection and a moment where your heart gets to beat again. 